Welcome to HII Talking Points, a Huntington Ingalls Industries podcast. Twice a quarter, we'll sit down with HII leaders to discuss topics of interest in our company and industry. My name is Phoebe Richards, and today I'm speaking with HII President and CEO Mike Petters about engagement. Mr. Petters, first off, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Phoebe. Good to see you again. So today we're talking about engagement. Engagement is a popular topic and one that our employees hear about a lot. Today I'd like to discuss HII's commitment to engagement and why it is so vital to our success. So let's get started. Earlier this fall, employees were asked to complete the annual engagement survey. This year marks the 10th year that our workforce has completed engagement surveys. So in your opinion, what have we learned from the surveys over the past 10 years and have we seen any changes in our results? Um, We've learned a lot. Uh, When you measure things, you have a chance to really parse the data and and draw conclusions from it. Um, And maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. Let me back up and talk about how important engagement is to us. You know, we are we are right now in a in a place where the the folks in Washington are talking about uh, changing the size of the Navy by about twenty percent. Um, we have created a a technical solutions division that we've talked about. Uh, that's going to be the engine for growth in our company. And so you have this. Maybe there's going to be a bigger Navy. Maybe there's going to be an opportunity to grow the business. That's all good stuff. But I would tell you that I believe the greatest opportunity we have to create value in our business is to become more engaged in what we're doing. And that means uh, moving from a place where people are kind of looking at the business and saying, okay, I got to be at work and I got to put in my time and then I'm going to go home to actually moving to a place where people actually own their work and, and are, you know, when they sign their name to it, uh, there's a there's an ownership of that. Now we use Gallup as a way to kind of see how are we doing on that. Gallup has got a long history of doing these surveys and collecting the data, and they've got correlations. You know, it's all statistics, but they can show that organizations that score well on their surveys um, also score well in their business results. There's a very high correlation there, which is why we use them. Uh, interestingly enough for me that, uh, and this is what they told us when, when we started using them, uh, and it is playing itself out, is that it's really not the survey so much as it is the, the process that you use where you have planning meetings and goal setting and you bring the team together and you have these discussions about the survey results and you create that, you create that team culture uh, that then allows the organization, that team, to actually perform better. Uh, and those teams that do that actually also score well on the survey. Uh, but it's really about the process that they bring in that, you know, shows the, that shows the relationship between business results and, and, um, and, the, Gallup and the survey and engagement and all that sort of thing. Um, we have seen, although you know we've we've seen a few things. Um, there's different levels of engagement throughout our organizations. We have pockets that are really highly engaged. We have pockets that uh, not so much. We see a real clear correlation between 
the folks who use the process and have high levels of engagement and actually perform very well. Uh, and, you know, folks who kind of walk through the motions and don't really, they just do it because they, they, they think they have to. Uh, their engagement scores are a little bit lower, as you might expect, and their business results are a little bit lower. So we have seen that. Um, but what I would say we've also seen that is over 10 years as a group, we have not really, while we've had some success in places, we have not changed the overall engagement of the organization. And, and so in my mind, this is a great opportunity. This is why I think it is still the greatest opportunity for us. Uh, we've you know, we've separated, we've separated, we've spun the company, we've created new things, we've done lots of stuff that is actually allowing us to do our work better. Uh, now let's take the next step and really own this work and be engaged in it. And that, that will create great value for us. So you mentioned there's a correlation between engagement and company performance, but can you f kind of flesh out how engagement influences company performance? Well, I, I mean, I think, um, uh, uh, maybe I should go to like my own experience. Um, I, I grew up on a farm and, and my father uh, owned the farm. And, uh, and I can tell you for certain that he was completely fully engaged in his business. Um, sometimes I was very frustrated with that. He was so engaged. Too engaged. Yeah. Well, I, you know, but it was, you know, the, when the cows got out, they didn't wait till seven o'clock in the morning to get out. They got out. And if it was one o'clock in the morning, you had to go figure out how to get them back in. And yeah, it's too bad that you didn't get enough sleep, but that's the way it went. Um, if it got cold, it didn't wait until Wednesday morning to get cold. It would seem to, it seemed to get cold on prom night. You know, I mean, it was just those kinds of things that, um, you know, he, he, was, he was fully engaged in the business. Now, people would say, how do you balance that with your work-life balance and all that sort of thing? And, and I would say that you can do both. You can be fully engaged in your business and, and actually have a very successful personal life and keep those in balance. And that's probably worth uh, another discussion at some point about how to do that. Um, but, I, but I think that that, to me, is the, the when, you know, he, he knew that he had to get, he had to go and do those things because there was nobody else and the company had his name on it mm -hmm. you know and so if uh if somebody around in our part of the county saw something going wrong with one of our trucks or one of our folks they knew who to call and you know so so that gets a that completes a a great level of high level of engagement in our business we have so many handoffs we have so many different steps in the process. And, you know, there's a, there's a drive to say, you know, look, you need to be really, really good at your step. But, but by being really good at your step, in some cases, I think the history of the last several decades is that when people, when we push people to be really, really good at their step, um, they become less engaged in the overall business. And, and I think you can do both. I think we need you to be an expert at what we ask you to do, but I think you can be fully engaged in the business. And, and I think that's important, and I think it'll, it'll actually help our business results. You know, a fully engaged employee is going to notice when something's not safe in another part of the business and put their hand up and say that it's not safe. Um, and then we avoid an accident, and that's a better business result for us, it just as one example. And there's thousands of them. 
So after engagement survey results come in, typically the next step, like you had talked about, is action planning based on those results. So in your opinion, what does action planning look like? We talked a little bit about why it's valuable, but what, I mean, what should employees expect? Yeah, so let's talk about what it's not, what it doesn't look like, right? I mean, uh, the last thing we want to have people do is get their survey results and then bring their team together and say, okay, why are the results so low? You know, and who said this and who said that? That's not what we want this to look like. Um, frankly, what I'm interested in is not necessarily your overall score, but how much are you improving? And so you come and you get a score, you get a survey result, you bring your team together. The score is going to tell you the, the gaps that you have. And, and your action planning really looks like, okay, these are the gaps that we have on our team. I had no idea that this was going on. Can we talk about how we, first of all, why is it going on? Secondly, how do we get rid of it so that we can be more effective? And, and then that leads to the, the you know, how do, I get more, how do I get more of my team to be um, empowered to be part of the conversation and part of that solution? And, and the more you can get people to participate in the creation of the plan for that solution, the more they're going to, they're going to own it and the more successful you're going to be actually in closing that gap. So a follow-up question, engagement involves both the supervisor and the individual contributor. So what are some expectations you have of supervisors when it comes to engagement, and are those different for the individual contributors? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I guess that at any level of the organization, you are, um, you know, you, you prob everybody has a boss. Everybody does. So you might be a supervisor in one context, but you're a contributor to somebody else's score, right? And so, um, and so I think, I've, to me, the way I've thought about this is, and this goes back a while, but I've, I've kind of felt like that wherever you sit in the organization, you should know the answer to four questions. You should know, number one, what is expected of me? It should be very clear. What, what's, what, am, what am I expected to do today? The second thing you should know is, how am I doing? There should be some feedback that says, you're doing great. Or, you know, you got nine out of 10. We need you to get 10. Or you got three out of 10 and you, we need you to get four. You know, I mean, there should be some kind of feedback to you to say how you're doing your job. Um, the third question you should know the answer to is, okay, this is what I do and this is how I do it. So how can I do this better? Right? If I can, if I can do, if I can do 12 pushups today, what do I have to do to be able to do 13 pushups tomorrow? You know, and it's, it's that, that idea that tomorrow is going to be one more better than today that can actually drive great companies. You know, you don't need to be you don't need to be 25 better tomorrow. You just need to be one better. And in a month, you'll be 25 better, right? And then the fourth question you need to know the answer to is, how do I know that you, my boss, will be fair? If I know that you'll be fair, then I'm going to be committed to the things you care about. If I don't think that you're fair, then the things you care about may not be the things I care about. And if the things you care about are not the things I care about, 
I'm probably not going to be the most engaged person in your team. Right. So, so, you know, there's lots of ways to look at engagement, but that's kind of the way I look at it is what's expected of me. How, how am I doing? How can I do this better? How do I know you'll be fair? And if, and if you can answer those questions, you, you should know the answer to those questions. Now, as a supervisor, as a team leader, it's kind of your job. It actually is your job to make sure that everybody on your team has the answers to those questions. Now, you have the same questions for your leadership, right? Um, but your job as a leader, as a proactive leader in a high-contact sport that leadership is, is to be able to help your team, everybody, every single person on your team, be able to answer those four questions. And if you can answer those four questions, if, if you can answer those four questions about the job you're doing, um, and your boss is helping you find the solutions to that, you're going to end up being in a very highly engaged team. You're going to, you're going to perform very, very well. You're going to really love what you're doing. So uh, to me, that's kind of the way I, I think it out. Um, my next question kind of ties into your four questions, particularly about fairness. Um, how do you think engagement ties into diversity and inclusion? Well, I think they, they go, uh, you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've we've structured the the whole effort around um, diversity and inclusion about it's all about leaders creating a culture and they're creating a culture where that least empowered person is confidently contributing. And so if you if everybody on your team has the right answers to those four questions that we just talked about, they're going to feel confident and contribute. Uh, and if you are a leader that can recognize that there are people that may not feel so empowered, they may not want to contribute for some reason, you know, it could, it could be anything. Um, we tend to think of it in terms of gender and diversity and uh, gender and race. And, and, um, and I think that those are usually the biggest reasons that people, uh, feel less empowered, uh, but there's, there can be lots of reasons that people are not empowered. And, and the craft of leadership is really taking on all of those reasons and getting your team empowered. And if they are empowered to contribute, they will be engaged. If your team is engaged, your results will improve. According to Gallup, only 32% of U.S. workers in 2015 were considered engaged in their jobs. 50% of employees were considered not engaged. And then an unfortunate 17% were actively disengaged. Uh, what advice would you give to an employee at HII who is engaged but works or interacts with employees who may be not engaged or one of those actively disengaged people? Yeah, I, well, I think that that, I, actually, I think that's um, uh, descriptive of a really large problem in the country. And, and I do think that it speaks to uh, a leadership failure across institutions. And so that's why we put a lot of energy into, into leadership development at all levels of the organization because I really want HII to be distinguished as a place where uh, we do lead our people, we do create a culture of empowerment, we do create a highly engaged workforce. We got a long ways to go on that. You know, we've got a long ways to go. But but to me, the way we do that is that we focus in on the, on the craft of leadership um, and the responsibility of leaders to 
create success for their employees. You know, put your people in places where they can be successful. Now, if you're a highly engaged employee and you're working in a team where people are just, some people are really engaged and other people are not, I think the tendency is to go, you know, to go hang with the folks that are really engaged and kind of just, you know, ostracize the ones that are not. And I would argue that the key to success, I think, in the future at any level of any organization uh, is for you to be the person that will make everybody around you better. And when I say everybody, I'm even talking about those folks that are not engaged. You got, yep, it's going to take a lot more energy. You got to reach out to them. You got to find a way to, you know, to, to crack their shell and get them to actually um, engage in some way. But when you do that, you start working on it. And next thing you know, you take a person that is, that is not engaged and they start to be slightly engaged and they become more engaged. And if you're that kind of person that, that makes everybody around you better, um, you will be in this company, you will be very successful. Great. Great words, great uh, points to take away. So we appreciate you taking your time with us today. Well, as I said, this is the biggest opportunity we have at HII Mm -hmm. and, and happy to spend some time with you guys talking about it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to HII Talking Points. This podcast was produced by Huntington Ingalls Industries' Corporate Communications Team. We welcome your feedback and ideas for future podcasts at www.huntingtoningles.com slash podcasts.